and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 12, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, got four new videos up on the blog. All four of the women's matches that were on last night's UFC show, UFC 237, in Brazil. Of course, the big match here was the main event. Uh, Rose Namahunas uh, defending the um, uh, UFC uh, strawweight championship against the number one contender, Jessica Andrade. And I guess the thing most people were talking about, how Jessica, of course, has a home field advantage because it was down in Brazil, Rose going into enemy territory, and all that kind of thing. Now, I said on uh, uh, this fight, the fight started out pretty good for Rose, as she's much quicker than Jessica. Uh, but I didn't think that Rose could keep that up for five rounds. Okay, It reminded me of the recent J.J. Aldrich versus Macy Barber fight. J.J. won round one, but then Macy caught up to her and finished her. And the connection there is that Trevor Whitman trains Rose and J.J. So... Uh, I was talking about this on Friday where, um, you know, I wasn't sure what Rose was going to do strategy-wise. And what she ended up doing was the kind of strategy that would not sustain a five-round fight. Like, she was going to have to do something else, all right? And I don't know if, you know, she was, I mean, she has the ability to do something else, but she didn't, you know, she needed to do it in round two, <laughs> okay? So anyway, Rose run round one, 10 to nine, but Jessica's coach, uh, Gilliard Piranha, told her what to do between rounds. He told her Rose was slowing down. All Jessica needed to do is be patient and look for an opening. So when Jessica attempted a takedown in round one, Rose stopped it by hooking her arm in a uh, Kimura. So uh, that stopped, that basically stopped prevented the um, a successful takedown. When Jessica tried the same move in round two and a rose again hooked the arm, Jessica had her head in a different position, you know, it was in the opposite side, and so she was able to drop rose on the back of her head and neck for a KO, okay? Now, up until that point, rose was winning the fight, but it, she had clearly slowed down from the first couple of minutes of the first round. So it was only going to get worse. Like the tide was going to turn anyway. The fact that it had it, that it, that the end was so sudden like that, I mean, obviously that was a big surprise. So it was, that's it, you know. Uh, Rose was KO'd and Jessica is the new UFC strawweight champion. Now, of course, some fans thought that this was an illegal spike, okay? And they just don't know the rules, right? As explained by ref Mark Goddard on Twitter, the move was a continuation of a takedown arc. So it is a legal move. Now, she didn't drop her on her head anyway. She dropped her on her the back of her head and her neck, okay? And so it would be a legal move anyway. But the other thing is that in order for a spike to be an illegal move, it has to be, you ever seen The Undertaker's uh, uh, you know, tombstone pile driver? Well, it has to be like that. That's not what this was. This was a, a, a takedown attempt that Rose attempted to counter, and what Jessica did was counter Rose's counter, right? So, anyway. 
the, it was a legal move. I guess that's the bottom line, which I thought it was at the time. Now, of course, the ironic thing, oh, I know what you're asking. Frank, you mean you know the rules? Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, I don't read the rule book or anything, but I know when something's illegal or not. You know, and I knew that was a legal move. I've seen it before. My God, what haven't I seen before? Anyway, the ironic thing is that Jessica's nickname is Bate Estaca, which is Portuguese for pile driver. <laughs> so she won with a pile driver. She even commented on that uh, in the post-match. And uh, Jessica, oh, and I, Jessica won two bonuses, fight of the night and uh, for her finish. And, and, and it was also very nice to see after the fight in her post-match interview that she gave the belt to her coach, Gilliard Piranha. So she, she owes everything to him. That's what she says. Okay? And, you know, anyways, with those bonuses, it's going to be a hell of a Mother's Day in the Andrade household. Now, Jessica is open to a rematch with Rose, but uh, Rose is talking about retirement. It makes me wonder if she really had the uh, mental fortitude to go five rounds, right? So, anyway... I expect uh, her next challenger will come from the winner of next month's uh, Tatiana Suarez versus Nina Ansaroff fight. And, uh, I, of course, I expect Tatiana to win that fight. So congratulations to Rose, uh, to Jessica. I've been a uh, Jessica Andrade fan, fan since before she was in the UFC. And uh, it's good to, see her, uh, get, good to see her get that belt. I don't know how long she's going to hold on to it. But uh, it's nice to see her get it anyway. Okay, let's look at the other fights on this show. Uh, the second women's fight was also on the main card. It was Irina Aldana versus Betch Correa. And uh, this was at bantamweight. Now, this was uh, Betch's first fight since June 2017. She was out with two eye surgeries. And she missed weight. So the fight was about what I expected from strikers with no power or ground game until the end. So what, you're, so what it is mostly is light sparring. So I thought Irene won round one, 10 to nine, and she just landed a few more punches. He wasn't any really all that more effective. It was marginal. And I thought Bet won round two. I mean... They read her the riot act between rounds, so she went out and she was marginally more, more aggressive, but she's just not an aggressive fighter. Now, it's interesting, I scored uh, the second round 10-9 uh, for bets, but the judges, I saw the scorecards, they scored round two for Irene, so she was winning the fight. I thought it was a tie. It doesn't really matter. Now, round three was uneventful. I mean, they were headed for a split decision. Or they're headed. I guess it was going to be uh, Irene winning by unanimous decision. So they were heading for a, a unanimous decision until Betts went for a takedown. I, I don't think I've ever seen Betts go for a takedown. She messed it up. First, <laughs> she broke her nose on Irene's knee. Then Irene turned it into an armbar for the win. It was a perfect finish to a lousy fight. And it, it's truly inept performance by Betts Korea. Okay, it doesn't make me think Irene can beat anyone good. Okay, so we have that. And we also have uh, both the other two women's fights were on the uh, Fight Pass prelims. Uh, the first one was Luana Carolina versus Priscilla Cachoeira. 
And this fight was at flyweight. Luana was in the Brazilian edition of Dana White's Contender Series. This was her USC debut. Priscilla was a late replacement. Um, she's 0-2 in the UFC. She's a teammate of Jessica Andrade, okay? But her fight, so her fighting style is similar. But Priscilla isn't any good at it, all right? So uh, most of the fight was Priscilla chasing Luana around the cage. But unlike Jessica, Priscilla doesn't know how to cut off the cage so she can generate some offense. So Luana kept hammering her. So what we really found out from this fight is that Priscilla can really take a beating. I can see why they call her zombie girl, okay? Because she can get hammered and she doesn't stop. It's just that she keeps getting hammered. <laughs> so this was especially true in round two. Uh, Luana almost knocked Priscilla out. And I'm surprised she wasn't knocked out. And then she tried to pound her on the ground. Now, unfortunately, the fight was stopped briefly when Luana landed a knee while Priscilla's uh, hands were on the ground. So that's a foul. Now, the ref didn't penalize Luana, but the brief rest may have saved Priscilla from a finish. And, you know, obviously Luana won, but I need to see her face someone half-decent. And Priscilla really should not be in the UFC, okay? And uh, the final fight, uh, also on the uh, Fight Pass prelims, was Viviani Araujo versus Talita Bernardo. And this fight was at bantamweight. Now, Viviani was brought in uh, a few days ago as a late replacement, actually the third opponent for Talita. So Viviani is a strawweight. Okay, I saw her last fight. It was over Emmy Fujino in Pancrase. All right, so why did she take this fight? Well, she's been waiting for a fight to get into the UFC, and sometimes you got to you know take a late replacement fight, you know, to get into the UFC. And despite the size difference, because you know the size difference was obvious, it is obvious if you watch the fight. Talita is really, really bad. And so I thought Viviani would win because, uh, first of all, she's a lot quicker. And despite the size difference, Viviani actually punches harder. Okay? So anyway, she was on her way to a unanimous decision win. She's basically just totally outclassed uh, Talita. And uh, when she knocked Talita out towards the end of round three. So not only was the size difference obvious, so is the disparity in skill. I mean, Viviani definitely uh, is a much uh, crisper fighter. So Viviani said afterwards that she will be fighting at strawweight in the future. So I look forward to seeing her facing someone half decent. Uh, Talita, well, we've seen her uh, four times now, and she really should not be in the UFC. Okay? Anyway, all four videos are up on the blog if you want to check them out. Uh, especially think you should check out the title match if you ha haven't had a chance to see it. Um, the finish is, is worth watching the rest of it, okay? All right, so uh, if you want to watch those videos, uh, check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, probably be back end of, end of the week. Uh, you know, there'll be another UFC show next week, and Oscar uh, uh, and Kyrie will be on uh, this week's edition of SmackDown. So if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can leave them on uh, Anchor's voicemail. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.